7 to 8 p.m. Sport on with Tabiso Musia. Good evening and uh, thank you for joining us on the show. Uh, Tabi Samosia is me and Katla Khobudiba is uh, producing the show. And happy Women's Month uh, to everybody. And we're going to kick off Women's Month tonight by catching up with Banyana Banyana coach Desiree Ellis to reflect on that record-breaking 17-0 annihilation of the Komos in their opening game of this year's Kosafa Women's Championship in PE. Yesterday, the pride of the nation, as we call Banyana Banyana, uh, beat the previous record that was set 17 years ago in Zimbabwe crushed Lesotho 15 and nil and uh, it's not the first time that they've beaten the Comoros by a big margin in 2014 they hammered them 13 nil and guess what the coach was still not happy yesterday after that 17 nil win and we'll find out from coach Desiree why was she not happy we still haven't had a chance to reflect on the Springboks thrilling 16 all draw against the All Blacks last Saturday so we really promise that we're gonna hear from former book captain Jean de Villiers uh, today on what he's made, he made of that comeback and whether uh, the box have the psychological edge now over the All Blacks heading into their opening game of the World Cup against the New Zealand in Yokohama later this year and uh, we are also hoping to speak to former Sundowns media officer Tulani Tuswa to find out why he has decided to leave his role at the club. He was very popular, not only with the fans, but with the media because he was very, very reliable and did a great job at Sundowns and he was definitely part of their success of the field. Uh, so we are going to put a call through to Tulani just to speak to him because the fans want to hear why is he uh, leaving. And then we'll also talk cricket in the last part of the show. We're looking ahead to the Cricket Essay Awards that will take place this coming Saturday. Quentin de Kock, Faf du Plessis, Imran Tahir, KJ Rabada up for the biggest award of the night, which is Cricketer of the Year. The top prize in the women's category will be contested between Marizan Cup, Lisa Lee and Danae Van Nikark, the captain, of course, and we'll have... Uh, We'll speak to seasoned cricket commentator uh, Mr. Aslam Kota, who's also one of the convener of charges, will be here in studio with us to talk about those awards. The number to dial 0891. 104207. You can send us voice notes or via WhatsApp on 061 4104107 and also SMSs on 41391. We are using the hashtag uh, SAFM Spot On on social media. Apologies, we don't have access to WhatsApp tonight, so you can just call us 0891 We'll speak to Banyana Coach Desiree Ellis up next. Hashtag SAFM Sport On. And let's welcome Coach. Good evening from us on SAFM. Thank you very much for finding the time to speak to us during the tournament. Uh, good evening, Tabisa, and welcome to the listeners. Thanks, Coach. We're celebrating Women's Month. We're kicking it off today. Just for you and the team, what's the significance of this month? I think it's important. Um, Women's Month. It shouldn't just be Women's Month, um, yeah. but it should be Women's Day every day. You know, mothers are important in our lives. Um you know, some have uh, single mothers and they raise families, they raise presidents, they raise doctors, uh, and they raise footballers. Um, and, you know, uh, when all else fails, your mother's there, you know, always, no matter what, no matter what you do, no matter whether you're naughty or not, your mother's always there for you. So uh, um, it's, I think it's special. Um, my my woman's mind goes to my mother. Um, yeah. I'm hardly at home, but uh, when I do go home... Um, you know, then I'm spoiled. Um, I'm spoiled knowing that uh, my mother's still alive and many don't have that privilege. And I know when you do go to events when you can, you do take her with you uh, so she can be part of your success. I've seen you with her at some of the events. Now, co- Coach, I saw this morning that you were back in training after that record win yesterday. How do you keep the team focused and grounded after that victory? You know, the beauty of, of, of the players, no matter who comes into the squad, um, very focused, celebrate, obviously, it's a, it's a milestone. You know, I challenge the players um, to score more than 14, actually, mm. um, because Banyana scored 14 in the very first game I played in, and then 14 in 2002 Kosafa Cup. I had not realized um, until the, uh, you know, the, the interview, the post-match interview, um, when I was said that, when I was told that we broke the Kusafa Cup record, that I had not realized. But we were, I challenged the players to actually go for the Banyana record, um, which was 14-0. I, until she told me we, we scored 17 goals and had broken that record. But, um, you know, with all the hard work that they've put in, um, the record was there for the taking. And I challenged them at half time and said, let's consistently um, move the ball around and let's try, let's try and get the 15 goals. Oh. You know, and 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 that's what they, and that's what they did. Um, 
We tried to play at a, at a high tempo as well. Mm. Um, we spoke about before before the tournament that um, coming to this tournament, we need to show why we were at the World Cup and what we learned from the World Cup. And you look at uh, the other teams that played at the World Cup, the Netherlands never took their foot off the pedal. Mm. You know, um, yes, uh, some people were not happy, but you can only play what's in front of you. And we, we challenged the players, um, you know, and, and they went for it. And uh, that record now belongs to the current Banyana group and not to... Um, the Bayana group of, of, of way back and, and that's challenges that you put out but we also wanted to stay disciplined and at times we were not you know, um, at times we were not disciplined but uh, it's important that we, we stay focused with the task at hand so immediately today um, one group was doing recovery and other group was getting ready to prepare for the, or for, the, for the match just to get everyone on the same level and it was back to being focused and back to getting ready for the next game I saw a, a, a post-match report where you apparently said that you felt you could have scored even more than 17. Look, we hit the post a couple of times. Uh, at times, our finishing was poor. Um, and, it, and it's, yes, we, we could have, most, most probably, yes. Um, uh, because, uh, you know, uh, not being clinical in front of goal has cost us in the past. Um, so it's games like this where you get your eye in, where you get your combinations going, where you get your passing going, where you try, you know, uh, those things and, and, and times at times we didn't and when it was easier to, 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 to hit the crossbar than to score the goal actually. <laughs> and we had a few we had a few tappings as well which you didn't take advantage of and sometimes you get to the bigger games and you get one tapping and you know you cannot put it away. So, is it fair to say, Coach, that that World Cup experience of some of the players uh, came through in this game and it showed? No, definitely. You know, we sometimes when you play a so-called lesser uh, opponent, you know, you almost sort of get dragged down to the same level and you can't get going. I mean, it happened to us last year when we played Madagascar. You know, we managed to win 2-1, um, but I thought we were way better. And I said to the players, you know, keep the tempo up. Um, Make sure that they try and rise to our level because people must say you can see that this team has come from the World Cup and otherwise going to the World Cup means nothing. Mm. And uh, are you are you happy with the pool that you've chosen uh, for, for, for this squad and, and how are you approaching this Kosafa Cup? Because I heard you talk about a new cycle now. Look, um, obviously the overseas-based players were not available. Um, so it gives us an opportunity to have a look at other players. Um you know, yesterday, um, Nkolo got a, a debut. She's still under yeah. 20. She's 18 years old. Um, you know, Ungiziwe um, got her, got her, de- got her de- debut as well. So, um, you know, those, those are the fantastic things because those are young players that you want to, want to uh, get out there and play and, and get some game time. And then it's up to them to show and say, coach, I'm here too. You know, so we want we want a headache uh, when we are selecting squads. We want a headache to say, "Oops, what do we do now?" And it makes it makes the pool bigger because you can lose players to injury. Players cannot be available, and then you have to bring in players completely new. And now we've got a, a new crop of players that have come in. Uh, we've recalled players from injury. We've recalled uh, Robin Moodley, who's come back after a long time. Hilda uh, Mahaya has been injured for a while. Not injured, but. She's had a, a situation where she struggled with some stuff for a while um, in terms of injury, and uh, we had to let her get ready and then and then bring her back again because the last time she played uh, was it was it was in January, you mm. know, um, and uh, giving her some game time now again. And yesterday when we brought her on, she was fantastic on on, on the left hand side, and, and, and so so bringing someone into a team that's um, performing like we did yesterday also gives confidence. Amanda Tandy came and said, Coach, this is my first international hat trick. <laughs> thanks for no, thanks for giving me that confidence, you know. So at, 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 this morning she was she was bright and smiling and everything. So she's looking forward to the next game, obviously, to, to show us what she can do. So it's all about refreshing the squad, but it's also about giving players an opportunity because you you never know when when some players are not available, then you can look back and say, I could have given that player a, a bit of experience. Mm. And uh, you've got another game uh, tomorrow. How are you approaching uh, that one and what are you expecting from Malawi? Look, Malawi are very physical. Um, we played them last year um, and uh, we beat them 5 0. Uh, I think Linda scored a hat trick. Uh, Tembi was here, Jermaine was here, and, and so forth. Uh, the only player that was missing was Leandra because she'd already joined an, an overseas team. Um, this time around, none of them are available. Um, but we're approaching it in a, in a manner where, um, you know, we. Uh, hopefully going to 
uh, give more players an opportunity because uh, the Kosafa Cup is about, you know, blooding new players like we've done in the past, mm. giving players an op- opportunity to, to, to play. Um, no disrespect to the opponent. Um, but if you within our squad, you know, the few changes that we make uh, will definitely um, lift the team as well because players that come in want to show you what they're capable of capable of doing. But uh, we're definitely going for, for the three points tomorrow um, and make sure that we that we sew up the group and not leave it for the for the last game because um, anything can happen in the last game, but then also giving other players an opportunity. We did speak about um, the previous game and say if we have a good lead at halftime, we will make changes, which we did. And likewise, we will make changes to another two players who we've called in from that was scouted at the national champion uh, uh, in uh, in Kimberley. Mm. Um, and they haven't, they haven't played yet. One struggled with a foot injury. Um, that's Priscilla Pesa from Golden Ladies of North In North-West, the Northwest, and, yes. Uh, Yes, and, and Changi Stambile. Yeah, uh, she had a bit of a chest problem. Um, was most probably okay to play, but we didn't want to take a risk. You know, players' health come first. And she'll most probably also get opportunity in the game tomorrow. And then once that one cap is out of the way, hopefully they can really show us, um, you know, what they can do. Mm. And uh, is, is Nokolo being rewarded for her performances with the under-20s? Look, we brought her in. She's still she's still under twenty, um, but we felt we can have a look at her. Um, you know, she's a bit of an all rounder. We played at left back, but she's a bit of an all rounder. Immediately, she got involved. You know, especially on the left hand side, good on the ball. Um, you know, um, defending really well and very comfortable on the ball and mm. playing through balls, etc. Um, that's a quality that we know. But you always want to test it test that at the higher level and it's almost like she's only 18 years old I'm mm. um, turning 19 this year and uh, you're almost stealing her away from the under 20s but it's opportunity given and she's grabbed it with both hands you know Tando Valakaze has been ever present at left back and uh, you have to look at the future as well and see you know who else can 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 can, can give us some more competition um, so that we can secure the left hand side for the next couple of years you 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 also uh, shown showed some faith in some youngsters during the World Cup. Sibulelo Holweni, she played there. You also had Karabo Lamini. I don't see them in the squad. Uh, what's the thinking there? Look, we had an agreement with the school. Um, they are currently in the trick, um, and we had an agreement with the school that they missed part of the June, um, you know, uh, prelim exams, etc. That we do not call them up immediately after after World Cup, so that they can catch up with some schoolwork, being in the trick. Mm. Um, they're not the only ones. We others that we were looking at. Uh, many players are in the trick. The same for the under twenty team. Mm. A lot of players are in the trick, and they don't have them. And then obviously Mapaseka, who went with us as well, is yes. um, also went to the World Student Games and asked to be excused because of exams. And uh, we have to afford players that opportunity because you have to look for life after football. Um, it's not a, a, a career of, of, of a very long time because anything can happen and uh, we afforded uh, them that opportunity. Well, you've definitely widened the pool there of talent, Coach Desiree. We wish you all the best. Thanks once again for finding time to speak to us uh, on SAFM. Thank you for having me. Thank you, Coach Desiree Ellis uh, there, uh, guiding Banyana Banyana to a 17-0 win over the Comos yesterday. Surely they should be favourites then for this Kosafa Cup. Uh, they are the defending champions. And if you're in and around PE, please, please, uh, please, we'll see and it is free of charge. So let's go there and uh, support uh, the team. Up next, we're going to speak to the former media officer at Sundowns, Tulani Tuso. For the story behind the action, catch Tabiso Musia weekdays at 7 p.m. And we're moving right along then. And uh, when I woke up this morning, I saw a video on social media to Lani Tuso announcing that he was leaving Mamelodi Sundowns as a media officer. I typed and then I thought maybe that's not the right thing to type. Let me not tweet that. But let's welcome Tulani Tuswa on SAFM. I mentioned at the top of the show that it's very popular not only with the fans but with the media because he was always available to talk, did his job properly and uh, he just uh, assisted and he understood what his role was. He was never bigger than the team like we've seen uh, with others. Uh, But Tulani, good evening. Thank you for joining us on SAFM. Okay, we're going to try and get him back on the line there. Tulani, he is there. Uh, Tulani, good evening. Can you hear me? Yes, I can hear you. Okay, thank you. Good evening and thanks for joining us on SAFM. Thank you very much, man, for having me on your show. And, um, you know, great show. Great show to have you, sir. 
Okay, well, thank you, Tulani. But your fans want to know why did you decide to leave uh, the club, Mamelodi Sundowns? Because you were doing a great job there. And I'm not just saying this this because you're on air. <laughs> no, thank you very much, man, for, <laughs> for saying that. Um, you know, I mean, at the club, since February, we've had our own issues. Um, you know, and I think we couldn't find each other, you know. And, hey, I'd like to say good things and remember the good times only, you know. And, uh, but also remember, the season is starting now. Mm. And I don't want also people to, um, you know, for even myself to have that monkey on my shoulder, that, oh, this is sometimes thing happening, you know, and then obviously people want to talk to me as well for, for me to assist with sometimes. And I can't say no. Mm. You know, even during my suspension, I couldn't say no to people when they wanted me to help with some of the things, you know, but, uh, you know, it, it's, it's, I think it's better that, you know, I put it out there, but also just celebrate the, you know, the good times, but I won't be lost to football. Okay, we'll get to that. So did you walk away or were you asked to leave? Well, the process is still happening, was still happening where, you know, we're supposed to be taking decisions and everything, but look, um, I feel that now, anyway, because the matter is with the, you know, the internal processes. I don't want to disclose everything, but um, I feel that even if it means that the club would say come back, mm. I, I, I don't think I would. You understand? So I don't. And also remember, it's a job where you work with passion, where you work with people, and your heart has to be there for you to do your best. In working with people and working with the brand uh, as interactive as on the sundowns. So, um, I wouldn't want to short change sundowns because in everything I do, I never should change. I want to go 100% and with all my heart and all my mind. And I, it, it should not be fair for me uh, or, for, or to the brand, you know, for me to come and, and, and work half heartedly because I feel disgruntled about something, you know. No. So, just to also, you know, save the brand and save the club, uh, any further problems, you know, it is better this way. Mm. So why were you suspended, Tulani? Because surely it can't be about your work. <laughs> you know, I'd rather leave that as well. I think you can ask the club. You can ask the club. I wouldn't want to talk about things that happen in early Sundowns. Uh, but you can understand that I'm a very passionate person that speaks their mind. If it's blue, it's blue. If it's yellow, it's yellow. If you say it's green, then we have a problem. Hmm. So if we had to ask the club now, who do we ask? Who speaks on behalf of the club? Are you aware? Alex Shokwane is the new spokesperson, or should I say old spokesperson, but he's the new old spokesperson because he's back again. Um, yeah, uh, you can speak to Alex Shokwane or even you catch him. Hmm. But um, yeah. Hmm. <laughs> How do you look... Um, okay, there's a question here on Twitter from Rory Sang before I go further. Yeah. He wants to know, was the president aware of the squabbles uh, happening which made you leave? If he did, what has been his reaction to the situation? Uh, look, I don't want to comment on the president, uh, but the board was aware and I'm sure they were on their processes to sort things out, you know. But, uh, you know, unfortunately, everyone has limits. And I'm a human, I'm a human too, you know. Um, I've put in my heart and soul into this lab. Uh, mm. uh, I'm just like Peter, very emotional, very vocal. Um, and when you're vocal, you're not going to be friends with everybody, you know. Mm. How do you look back then at your time at uh, Sundowns, Tulani? Yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 you know, uh, it, it, it's been an amazing journey. It's been an amazing journey. Um, I came to know the Sundowns when there was no media relations at all. Okay, I'm sure people before me had tried their best, but it wasn't happening. Uh, I came there and I tried my best to make sure that we are top of mind. You know, and I also made sure that we try and move into the 21st century in terms of how we do things. Still seems. Um, you know, I brought a lot of experience from Kaiser Chiefs. Mm. Um, I put my heart and soul into it. I saw my family three times, maybe once or twice <laughs> a week. Uh, my daughter growing, uh, but I was I was never at home. I was always at Sundowns and attending the Sundowns meetings. You know, you can ask the players; they will tell you. 
I'm the first guy they call when if anything happens. If uh, there's trouble at home with them or there's trouble somewhere with them or there's a certain feeling about something in the technical team, I'm the first person they call because they know that, um, you know, I'm a servant. I serve, you know, so I was here to serve and I think I've served well. Um, I'm not saying I'm the best, but I think I've served very well and uh, um, I'd want to do the legacy with... Uh, through my work, you know. Yeah. For those who've just joined us, we're speaking to Tulani Tuso, as a former uh, media officer at Mamelodi Sundowns. He announced last night that he was leaving his position, and a lot of Sundowns fans were not happy. They wanted to know why, so that's why we brought him on air. If you want to have a word with him, 0891-104-207. The lines are open, 0891-104-207, or you can SMS us on 41391, or you can tweet us, and I'll read your tweets like I did uh, with uh, Rory Sa- Sang. And uh, somebody says, uh, Abel Kekana says, the likes of uh, Bra Alex must give the young ones an opportunity to grow the team. A gold finger was relevant when Downs used to play go go OD and not anymore. And uh, what are some of your highlights, Tulani? I would think Champions League, winning Champions <laughs> League is top of the mind, obviously. Uh, well, the Champions League, of course, and going to the Club World Cup. Um, my other highlight was to see Pesitao grow from uh, the under-19s. I was very close to him. Mm-hmm. I believe I had a hand in, you know, how things turned out. So I uh, was very, very, very happy to see that uh, and to see him playing overseas, what he's always told me. I was also, I think one of my highlights was um, the Usain Bolt uh, moment. Mm. Not when oh, yes, I remember how the yeah. media frenzy... Oh, yes. Sky was carrying that. BBC was carrying that. Yes. Sundowns was all over. Now you remember there was he came to Sundowns, and then that was fine. But then there was a time where he had a tweet, uh, say that he announced where he's going. But it was I, I knew it was for a charity match. Uh, but I played along with that and just led people on. It was a nice PR stunt that uh, took the brand to greater heights. We, you know. <laughs> We were spoken about on BBC, on Sky News, in New Zealand, in Jamaica, everywhere. Uh, so a certain company called Meltwater SA sent me uh, the traction that uh, the Pierre Stunt had. Mm. My man, it had, a, it had about 2 billion rand worth of a Pierre Stunt. Never, never, never been done before in Africa. Mm. And I know that uh, for that because people at the club um, did not agree with what I was doing. They thought it might be embarrassing the club. I was told that you might embarrass the club, you know. And I said, no, it's a stunt. It's a stunt. People understand the stunt for a stunt, you know. Uh, I was very happy with that, uh, at, at, at how viral it went, you know. But, yeah. uh, I've played the highlights, you know. Uh, one day we'll sit in the studio there. We'll share the great memories. <laughs> no, definitely. But, uh, yeah, yeah but, but, you know, there's been a lot of um, happy moments winning the league, you know, many times and many times, and, and also seeing the change uh, with our fans. You know, remember that our supporters used to be very angry with the loss. Mm-hmm. Um, Police had to and, be called in. Yeah, exactly. You know, so seeing the change. I mean, if you want to know how this change happened and how, why we see at the stadium, don't go any further. Ask Gianni Mabunda. Mm. Ask Chapoke uh, Ghana. They will tell you how we came out, how we came about with this singing and dancing in the in the stadium. You know, don't see people saying think no, maybe because they are dancing with us with the players, it came with them. No, no, no. Ask the players, they'll tell you mm. the discussion we had. And I'm happy, I'm very happy that uh, I've contributed positively to the club, man. I'm very happy that uh, uh, I was given an opportunity to work with Sundance, such an amazing brand. We spoke about highlights. What are the challenges in this job of yours? <laughs> The challenges are plenty. I once spoke to a certain coach who coaches in, uh, in the PSL. He was uh, overseas when he called me. He's a very close friend of mine, and we we're chatting about uh, the challenges uh, you know, in, in African football. And we came to one conclusion. We had about an hour, one hour, and a half hour chat. And the conclusion was that um, the football needs to get younger. Mm. Football needs to get younger, and I mean, you can't do the same thing with the same people and expect a different result. Um, while he was playing, the same people were there. He's now coaching in Villa still there, you know. Mm. 
but I know I am, I'm, I'm hopeful and confident that uh, football will get younger. You know what happened, the story of Swallows. Mm. That's how they lost the fans, the story of Morocco Swallows, when the, the club became older and older and older, you know. So you have to refresh once in a while. Um, so trying to marry, you know, the experience. Of course, you can't ch- chase away the old people, but uh, to the experience they have and put it together with the modern way of doing things, you know, I think there's another solution that you, you could look at. But uh, it's a challenge trying to just do that alone. Uh, I don't know if many people who work in my position actually do what I do or go to lengths that I went to for my job. So my challenges might be unique, uh, but a family time, one of them. Um, family time, one of them, and uh, you look, you can work for sometimes or work for any big organization, but if you don't spend time with family, if you don't go to funerals and weddings, you lose influence in your family. Mm. Uh, a story a story that I can tell you was um, when Tepele Morena lost his father. Uh, while we were at the funeral, I lost my brother, and um, I I was rushing them for a funeral for my own selfish reasons because I wanted to get back to work as soon as I can, you know. Um, I, I realized that, you know, they called me and said, no, listen, we're not going to do things your way every time just because you have to go back to your sundowns, you know, to your life. We have to respect everybody. And that humbled me that actually, yeah, I never attend funerals because I'm always working. Um, it doesn't matter what I work for. You know, things don't evolve around me. So... Family time is very important, man. Family time is very, very important. Okay. And I said that the fans wanted to hear from you, uh, the club's fans, and we've got them on the line. Let's start with, uh, who's there? Cabello from Pretoria. Good evening. Hello. Yes, Cabello. Tulani is here. Hey, how's it, Tabiso? Fine, hey, thanks, uh, and you? How's it, Tulani? Hey, thanks, Cabello. How are you doing, man? I, I'm not well. <laughs> <laughs> as Tabiso usually says, as it long as it's pale, I'm not ah, well yes, at all. Pale. Yes. <laughs> um, no, uh, so, uh, saying in English, they say a, a good dancer knows when to leave the stage. But Thank then, you. <laughs> but then for <laughs> us, as, as supporters of my bloody sundowns, I'll take you back to a moment. People, not lot of people don't know this, but as a but I have support of sundowns, we have interacted with you so many times and you are part of us. You were with us. There was a moment, and no, I think the media didn't even catch this moment. I think I mentioned it on you know, Twitter the other time, saying there was a moment one supporter from Sundowns poured water at Peter when he lost our first game last season, this past season. Against Amazulu, yes. Against Amazulu, that lost us. You were the first to jump and to come to the stands, and you were the first to call that supporter to order and talk to the supporter and say, look, this is the first lose, and... So losers like this are still going to come. And those kind of moments will treasure them and will always be with you to learn. I wish you could stay with us forever to go for the Ladisima. But uh, anyway, we we'll wish you all the best for your future endeavors uh, to learn. Okay, Cabello. Thanks Thank uh, you so for, very much, Cabello. Thanks for that. From uh, Let's mm-hmm. go to Newo. Newo, good evening. Newo, can you hear us? Yes, I'm sure. Hey, how are you? Ah, we're fine. Thanks. Tulani is here. Ah, man. Ah, Shovlet, how are you? <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay. Now you're doing, man. I'm getting emotional because I can actually hear what this is. Oh, these are the vlog boys. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. yes. And Tulani, were one of the first people to welcome these vlog boys. Go ahead, Newo. Yeah, man. I just want to say on behalf of Masandawana, man, you must thank that man uh, on, on the other side of the line. Tulani has done it. A lot for our football club uh some which we know some which we don't know he has done a lot for our football club and i just wanted to to come on live on air and just thank tulani for everything he's done for the club and uh just wish him luck for the future man he uh football needs young people south african football and african football needs young people like tulani that are gonna take uh, our game further the game that we love man i, I just want to wish him the best of luck but uh most importantly, thank you for what he has done for our football club. Okay, thanks for that, Newa. And Tulani, I mentioned you are one of the first people to welcome uh, these vlog boys and give them a platform and help them with content. You must be proud of their growth. Uh, yeah. <laughs> sure. 
I'm so proud of those boys, um, you know, um, to to how far they've come, you know, and how now they understand the game also on a different level. Mm. Um, you know, I saw the fire and the passion that they had for the brand. You know, that's why the Masanda Wanafan vlog is growing from strength to strength because of the passion that they have. They use their own money. They go uh, to away games, to home games, to even to uh, Champions League games in the continent. Not many people have that passion. Some people are waiting for the president to pay for their flights. They're waiting for the bungees to select them so they can go and, and attend free events. Not those boys. That's why I really fought for them, even though, you know, <laughs> they try to do this interview because, you know, <laughs> you know I'm going to say things, but, yeah, you know, yeah. Listen, I really fought for those boys, and I'm very happy to have done so. I would have done it any other day, you know. And even though certain people within the club thought that, you know, maybe there's I have something as a hand in doing you know, with those boys, and maybe there's some money that's being made somewhere, you know. You have no idea. You have no idea. And that's yeah. why, you know, you have no idea. To this. Wow. But I'm very happy uh, about, uh, you know, their growth. And I know they're going to do amazing things, man. They're going to do great stuff, you know. Um, I'm, I'm grateful to them as well, so because I could experience a different type of supporter of Sundowns, mm. a supporter that wants to take out of their pocket and do things. Okay, let me take the last two. Um, point Greenstone, good evening, member. Yes, how are you doing, Bob? Find a new member from Greenstone. Look, <laughs> <laughs> Vin, Mr. Fiorop, <laughs> how are you doing, my boy? I'm okay. But I'm okay. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm good. Uh, sometimes certain things are not for the public. But knowing mm. where the journey started, there's a beginning and an end. Sometimes the end is not always as planned. But uh, the future is an unknown thing. But embrace it. I'm okay. a good person. <laughs> nice one, Mpo. Thank Thanks. you very much, Mpo. Thank Thanks. You. Short and sweet. Kabelo Muremi, I'll give you the last word. Good evening, Kabelo. Another Cabello from hey, Victoria. Tom, yes. Remember, how are you? Funny news, sir. I'm good, man. Hey, hi to you, to Tulani there. Remember, I'm, I'm, still, I'm still shocked to learn uh, that Tulani is leaving, is leaving us. And uh, I'm, 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 I'm battling with my feelings here. I don't know what uh, what happened or what what might have happened, which couldn't be resolved. Maybe Tulani can tell us if that what happened can't be resolved between him and the board on whoever the the, the people who ate sandals because leaving us at this moment ah it is it, it, a shock to us okay thanks for that Cabello. can it be resolved to lani uh, it can be resolved <laughs> yes it can be resolved you know but uh, like i say to you Cabello, um i i said to tell you as well you know that um guy i'm an honest person i'm a passionate person and uh, I am direct. And I'll say it again. If it's yellow, it's yellow. If you say it's blue and it's green, then it's a problem, you know? And uh, I know it's difficult sometimes to work with people like me, people who, who call it a spade, if it's a spade, you know? And I wouldn't want to close that door on sundowns. Um, but listen, I also have to grow. I've been at sundown since 20. 10 or 2011 and I have uh, always been a media officer for all these years. Uh, I did the same thing with other clubs before as well and um, I had to grow. How many jobs have you changed, Tadiso, mm. since I've known you? I've mm. known you since the other station yes, in yes, Newtown. Yes, yes, you understand? Yes. And then I've known you in Houghton. I've known you here. You've known me in one place. I've been changed. Yeah. I've seen a lot of people like Mazola have changed. Even I struggle saving their numbers on the phone because <laughs> it's Mazola, kick off Mazola, the star Mazola, back kick off. Ma- you know what I mean? I'm a loyal person. Let's say something about myself, but about my character and personality that I've worked for only two brands since I've been here and I've been here for 16 years in mm. football. You understand? Um, but growth was inevitable as well. It, it has to happen. It's inevitable. Uh, change is inevitable as well. Um, but uh, I take good memories. You know, okay. Um, I take good memories man, from from working at the club, like all the sundowns. I will come back to Mamelodi Sundowns in a different capacity. Um, you know, probably at some stage, but because I love the brand, you know, that I've worked with, 
um, you know. But I mean, obviously, you don't need enough time for us to. <laughs> okay, we're still going to interview, in, invite you to studio because we want to talk about your career on our careers and sport feature on Tuesday. So we're going to book that with you, Tulani, to make people understand what no, a club thank, media thank officer <laughs> does. But thank you no, very thanks. much for joining us, and I'm happy that the fans called and you heard from them. They're still going on on social media and log on there and see how much respect they have for you because you clearly did a very good job. That is Tulani Tuswa, former media officer now at Mamelodi Sundowns. Up next, as promised, we're going to talk all things cricket. Leading sport stories of the day on SAFM. Thank you. And uh, the man that we have in studio needs no introduction. I'm happy and honored to welcome in studio seasoned cricket commentator Mr. Aslam Kota to help us talk all things cricket as we also look ahead to the SA Cricket Awards that will take place this coming weekend. Mr. Kota, thank you and good evening. I'm first going to ask you to drop the mister. <laughs> I'll tell you why I call you mister. Yes. I once did, I don't know which match I was at the Wanderers and you were there and I did a report on my previous radio station. After that, you tapped me on the shoulder. You said, who are you, young man? And I told you who I was. You said that was a great report that I've just overheard over the phone. <laughs> so that's Fantastic. Why I'm you, Mr. Kota. But Aslam, thank you for joining us. No, it's a pleasure, uh, Tabiso. Fantastic to be on SAFM. I want to talk, obviously, we're going to talk about the, the, the Cricket Awards that you are part of. Uh, but I want to start with the Ashes. I'm sure you've been watching today. Very high-profile series. Uh, does England, uh, do England start as favourites here, considering what's happened over the past year? I'm not even talking about the World Cup now. I'm talking about with Australia's test squad. Well, I must say that, first of all, uh, it is the official kickoff of the World Test Championships, yeah. right? So uh, that's happening. If you asked me that question this morning or, or, or last night, I would have said it's even Stevens. England do play very well at home, but mm-hmm. Australia have a fantastic record against England uh, in England. Although I must say in the last three series, I think the English have been pretty, pretty dominant, and this is possibly their best uh, period that they're enjoying. But having seen what's just happened today, uh, I must tell you that uh, the scores on the board and the latest, of course, from uh, Old Trafford is 284 all out, the uh, Australians. And uh, the former captain, Smith, had uh, played a match-saving, sorry, a match, uh, a a face-saving innings of 144. They were 93 for five. They lost five wickets for 23 runs. So uh, that's where it's ended for now with Broad finishing with four wickets, Wokes with three and Ali on one. But to come back to uh, the, the strength of the two teams, I do think that it's evenly matched uh, in that uh, England are still very precarious in their top order. They mm-hmm. still haven't made up their minds as to how they're going to go with it. There's also a few questions marks in the middle order, as good as a player as Josh Butler is. There's uh, still the question mark o- over him performing in the longer format. He does have a recent record that has uh, allowed him to actually make the grade or make the team. But uh, those are the few areas. As far as Australia are concerned, they've gone in with their best lot. It's amazing to see that having won the toss, they were in so much of trouble today. Yeah. So uh, Were you surprised they betted first? Uh, you know, I'm not too sure because I must be honest with you, I didn't get to see or hear any of the experts early this mm. morning to even have a sight on the pitch and maybe the conditions. But generally in test matches and with Australia on tour, they like to bat first. Uh-huh. And uh, I, I reckon that must have been part of the reason why they made the decision. And there may have been the uh, conditions as well. And what they do do in test matches is they also look at uh, the conditions of the pitch and the dry, of the of the weather and to see if it's going to dry up quick enough then your spinners come into it. So a mm. lot uh, as you know, Tabiso. Mm. But uh, it's fantastic to see, and it's a five-match series. I'm not going to pick a winner yet. <laughs> you mentioned the Test Championship. It's a two-year competition. It's been welcomed by many teams, even former captains. Your thoughts on this? Oh, man, you know, they've been discussing it for 15 years. When the idea was first mooted, it sounded like a fantastic idea, but somehow they couldn't get to a formula, which was, which is quite shocking because uh, whenever there have been innovations in cricket, they've, they've got to it reasonably quickly. Uh, they test it also at, uh, from time to time. What they've now come to terms with is how they're going to work out on uh, uh, the point system yeah. and uh, the fact that all of the teams are not going to play an equal amount of matches is also going to come into the whole equation. And it's quite a complicated one. And I'll just tell you why. In the two years that we're talking about, England will play 23 test matches. Australia will play 21. India, 18. And then South Africa and a, few, a number of other teams will play 17. And the rest yeah. of the bottom rum teams will play 13. So how they look to uh, uh, have or implement the point system is going to be interesting. But apparently it's going to be fair. Uh, I think one of the reasons is between England, Australia and India, those three nations, they do play more than three 
uh, match series. Mm-hmm. That means four or even a five match series. So that's why they play the bulk of it, and maybe that's where they're going to find the balance as far as the point system. But I think there's context to uh, the championships now, and every time you go out there, they, they're playing with uh, uh, as if their life matters on it because mm. there is a world championship at the end of it. So I think it's fantastic for the game. It's fantastic for the, the format because it's always been uh, sort of – in some of the doubters, it's always been one of those that they're going to have, if they're going to chop any of the formats, it's going to be test cricket, <laughs> which to me is absolutely ludicrous. When you think that uh, the match that's just started today uh, is part of a series that is uh, 132 years yeah. uh, going, and um, uh, and this is the 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 uh, oldest contest between two sporting nations, so there's no way that you're going to give up something as important as as test test match cricket. We're going to talk about the cricket essay awards, but I want to get your verdict on uh, where to from here for the Proteas after that dismal World Cup campaign. Yeah, look, it's a, it's a broad based question, but I know that we don't have much time. What I can say is that, first of all, I don't think that there need to be any panic. Mm-hmm. Uh, for those players that have made up their minds that they're giving up in the one-day format, good luck to them. Thank you for all the services. I expect that some of it, uh, some of uh, the others will probably be making decisions within the next 6 to 12 months uh, as far as their careers are concerned, and that's in all formats. So I think that uh, some of the players who are, have been there for such a long time probably want to go out on their own terms, and I think CSA will allow that. Uh, having said all of that, we're into a period where the Cricket South Africa board, as well as the uh, Players Association, are at loggerheads. Yeah. And there are many issues that they're discussing, what, apart from the fi- financial uh, aspects of all of that whole discussion. I think the the important one is strength versus strength, increasing of the number of teams, again, dropping the franchise system and going into a provincial system. So, that needs to be discussed, and what I'd like to see where to from here is the question, is that apart from board members and uh, at board level, that's at CSA board and also the, the, the franchises or the unions, mm-hmm. I'd like to see them maybe invite at least a half a dozen players, recently retired uh, internationals, and get their thoughts on, on exactly what's going on. The Players Association is represented by a number of players, including Tony Irish, who is the CEO. But I think we just need some level-headed people in that discussion as well. So apart from the the emotions that is dictating what's going on on the South African cricket scene at the moment, they also also need some level-heads, and they need to meet on a separate basis with a separate agenda because each of those aspects must look after themselves. Mm. And I think from a playing level, that needs to be addressed very urgently, and they need... Uh, people who would be in an ideal position to advise how to go forward. That's actually some similar sentiments to what Dave Callahan told us a couple of weeks ago, as well as JP Dumini, who has been part of Saka before. And um, they seem to be undecided on the future of the coach before the World Cup. They said his mandate was to win the World Cup. We thought, okay, uh, poor World Cup, he's out, uh, but they're having another meeting soon. Is he still the right man for the job to take this team forward? What I will say in his defense is... um, Having got an 18-month period to prepare a team to the World Cup is never enough. Uh, you need lot, a lot more time than that. Uh, that's in his defense. The other thing is, um, on the offensive side, I'm going to call it, is that he needed to be a lot more engaged in within the South African cricket scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, apparently, from what we've been told, that uh, and we've read also that uh, he spends most of his time in England when, when, when there's no cricket going on or when there's no internationals going on. Whereas I really feel that each of the unions have their own uh, academies. Uh, then there's the National Academy as well. And the A-team also plays. So I think uh, for a coach who needs to see what the depth of strength is, uh, need to see what uh, uh, maybe spot some players who he feels he can fast track. You can only do that if you see them for, th- for yourselves. To take advices from coaches and that who may have their own little agendas in trying to show that uh, players from their union are actually going through to make the national team. Tabisa, I reckon that there needs to be uh, a, a real hard, honest look at the way that that position is handled and run. Uh, having said all of that, I wouldn't be too uh, uh, reluctant to allow him to continue for perhaps, let's just say, even another two years, let mm-hmm. him go past the uh, the T20 World Cup at the end of next year, and to see what the next few series actually hold in store for him and the country. 
Okay, let's move to the Cricket Awards that are happening this weekend. Uh, Aslam Kota, someone did ask on social media earlier on, should we be having these awards after such a disappointing World Cup campaign? But it's not only based on the World Cup, of course. What's the period? Correct. It's uh, the period in review as far as the panel was concerned last year, July. Mm -hmm. So that actually brings the uh, series against Sri Lanka into the whole equation, the away series which South Africa lost there. And then, of course, we're talking about, about test cricket. And then uh, in between, there was the tour to Australia. And, of course, then, uh, and it was the one-day series that they played against Australia. Mm -hmm. And then the domestic uh, international season where Pakistan first visited for a full tour, all three formats. And the same thing with Sri Lanka where they only played a two-match series, which they won. South Africa did do very well uh, in the one-day format. They didn't in the test matches. The only three that, uh, out of the seven which they played, the three that they beat Pakistan were the only ones that they actually won. So it was a rather shortened season or short season from a test match point of view. But I guess maybe because of just the way the Future Tours program has been laid out and the fact that South Africa were in, or the rest of the world were into World Cup uh, season and, and into World Cup gear, there was a lot more emphasis on the one-day stuff. As far as uh, whether we should be holding the awards, as you correctly point out, it's, it's really not only got to do with the World Cup. Although I must say that the panel did wait for the competition to actually uh, uh, conclude. Mm -hmm. And then we made our final calls on the uh, statistics and the nominees and, of course, the winner in that format. Okay, we've got a caller. I'm not sure if it's Zwai or Mazui, but the caller is from PE and has a question for Aslam. Good evening. Is it Mazui or Mizui? No, tell me so it's Mizim from PE. Okay, yes, go ahead. Kota is a bit, I don't have the power to insist that he always accommodates and not swap um, terms with other commentators. I know those are the rules. I mean, when he's there, you get the feeling this is Mr. Cricket. Yeah. He's got this cricket in his DNA. You know, he would know uh, or ask questions to the pilot, and some of them would fail physically. Who's the best ODI? Who's the best, best bowler and so forth? Question to him. First of all, in this last World Cup, he was saying he was lucky enough or to watch Viv Richards play at, at Lords, which we could not see this guy in apartheid South Africa. Now, question to him quickly: Who is the best West Indies man? Okay. The line's not that great, but I got a little bit of that. Uh, the first part he says is one of, you're one of the best commentators on SABC. I think he was saying that he feels that you don't get enough opportunities at SABC. And uh, the second part was, who is the best West Indian batsman? Well, thank you very much, first of all, for the compliments. I didn't get the gentleman's name because, as you say, the line's been bad. Yes, he said Ngonde at the end, yeah. Right. Ngonde, uh, uh, if you ask me... <laughs> Viv Richards, without a doubt, because I saw him score a century in the World Cup final in 1979 when I was a strapping young lad, and that has stuck with me forever. And uh, a number of my other favorite batsmen are also West Indians. Brian Lara is certainly up there. There was a gentleman who you probably will read about but never saw or heard of, Rohan Kenhai. He actually played here in the period of uh, the season 1974-75 when South Africa was still in isolation and we were engaged in non-racial cricket. And he had just resigned as captain of the West Indies and came to South Africa and thrilled us with his virtuosity. And, of course, there are very many other great, great batsmen that we've seen and uh, but Viv Richards definitely stands out there for me as one of the best. I think if he had been playing in the modern era, uh, he would have been right up there as far as records are concerned. And I think purely from a entertainment point of view, till today, there isn't any who will equal Viv Richards. Wow. Okay. I'll definitely take your word for that because obviously I didn't see him play, but I've heard about Sir Viv all the time. Um, Let's talk about the awards again. You are convener of judges for the past five years. You've been part of the panel for 15 years. What does your role entail? Well, I must say, first of all, just being on the panel uh, from inception in 2004, it was all about being very informed. And uh, I must say that because it was in the initial, the embryonic stages, we had to actually learn to, to uh, implement and uh, get more rules and all of that into place as we had gone on. And I think we, we, we found a, a certain touch as we got through the halfway mark in about 2008, which was quite 2009. And um, we have to be very much in touch with what's going on locally. 
Uh, at that time, there was also a lot of emphasis on amateur cricket uh, mm. nominees coming to our desk. And uh, eventually that has been separated. So there's a different uh, panel that actually looks after that. And we've been looking after the professional awards. And I must say that whilst it's enjoyable, there's a lot of pressure because there's the world's eyes, the South African cricket fraternity's eyes are all on, on, on the night and on the awards and more so the players uh, who can also be very critical. So with it, with the, those are the pressures that it does bring. But at the same time, I must say that it's been a very invigorating experience because uh, just being involved at that level. And uh, the other thing is that we've uh, written a rule book and I think we, uh, from a Cricket South Africa point of view, we probably go a little further than most of the other boards in the world, including the ICC, mm. where we have implemented some or we've uh, demanded certain rules uh, uh, in our nomination process. And as one example I'll give you is that yeah. it's not only about statistics, because if it was only about statistics, then uh, any three gentlemen off the streets could read it through, or ladies, and, and give you the nominees and the winner. Yeah. So we do take um, the influence of the player, how he instigates results, the, the effect and influence he's had on his teammates. Uh, all of that comes into uh, focus when we make those decisions. So uh, it's, it's quite long, it's quite hard, and... Um, 55 awards, uh, of uh, over 50 awards are given out on, on the night. Uh, on, no, no, in fact, on the day, because amateur awards are at breakfast. Oh, yes. Uh, yes a special yes, breakfast right. for amateur awards. And then evening, we do the professional and, uh, the pro, uh, professional and uh, uh, international awards. And more than 50 awards are actually handed out. So you can imagine it's, it's, it's quite a process. I've got a minute left, but is there any category that excites you or where you think they've come a long way to be here or are you not allowed to say? No, no. I think uh, generally what I'd like to mention is that the Mzanzi Super League that uh, took yeah. off last season has brought a new sort of category into the whole setup. We've uh, got two specific awards for that where we have the uh, uh, impact player of the tournament and also the uh, in order to give the youngsters uh, some sort of a uh, uh, incentive in that tournament, mm -hmm. the Mzanzi Super League, we also have now a newcomer award in that. But in oh, general, awesome. I think uh, it's, it's all... Um, uh, pretty well organized and uh, we also have a large amount of uh, female awards yes, that yes, are handed out. That. So it, it, it has made it uh, quite a difficult uh, task and process. And whilst I'm saying all of this, this was my last season and handing over to Jeremy Fredericks. Okay, the rhino. Yes, that's it. <laughs> Fun times ahead. We have to leave it there, Aslam Kota. And also, well done to the SABC for that Abzanzi Super League. We've seen the success. We've seen how many guys like Luto Sipamla got into the spotlight, in the national spotlight. We saw Andrej Nokia, who'd been playing domestic cricket for a couple of years until he got into the Abzanzi Super League South Africa, then found out about him. And it shows you the impact of having uh, sports of national interest on the public broadcaster. Mr. Aslam Kota, thank you very much for joining us. Maybe we'll catch up again on Monday and look back at the night that was of the SA Cricket Awards. Thank you very much. Thank you, sir. And thank you to everybody that's been listening and lots of reactions still going on on social media. We'll continue the conversation there. But news is up next, followed by Sonia Zomapek.